Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. It's Wednesday, so it's time for our weekly update from City Hall. And this week, Chicago City Council has lost its floor leader. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Mayor Brandon Johnson's currently without a top ally as floor leader after 35th Ward Alderperson Carlos Ramirez Rosa resigned from the leadership post on Monday. He also stepped aside as chairman of the powerful zoning committee. It all stems from an interaction Ramirez Rosa had with council colleague Emma Mitz, who represents the 37th Ward. To unpack what happened and how it's impacting the mayor and city council, we spoke with WBEZ government and politics editor Tony Arnold. And Tony began by telling us what was happening in city council last week that led to the incident involving Mitz and Ramirez Rosa. Tensions at City Hall have been high on a number of issues. Some of it is related to migrants. Some of it's related to some, I guess, progressive policy uh, agenda items that the mayor and his allies have been pushing. And this this incident that, that has has just been a vacuum here for everything that's happening in City Hall happened on Thursday, which is when a special city council meeting was called um, by people who are not allies with the mayor. They wanted to debate putting a referendum on the March primary ballot asking if Chicago should stay a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. And and things just unfolded from there, given the fact that these it was basically called a special committee, was called, a special council session was called by people who aren't aligned with the mayor and have the majority. I see. Well, that video I mentioned, CBS Chicago released it, and it shows the interaction between not just Carlos Ramirez Rosa, but Ray Lopez and Emma Mitz, all outside of council chambers back on Thursday. And I got to say, when I looked at the video, it seemed to show a slightly different version of events than what we initially heard about last week. What do you make of it, Tony? Well, here's what's going on. There's the minority called the special uh, council committee, council uh, meeting, and they didn't have, they were having trouble even coming up to a quorum, getting enough uh, older people to come in and sit in the seat to, for attendance. And without a quorum, you can't even have the session. Mm. And so um, as those numbers and people are kind of slowly trickling around or hanging around, you see that uh, uh, all the person Mitz is about to go in and the video shows uh, Ramirez Rosa is there and Ray Lopez, who, who another older person who's um, once this this meeting to happen uh, is not aligned with the mayor on on much of anything, and he's kind of yelling like "Let her in, let her in," and, and Ramirez Rosa is sitting there. Now, this videos or this interaction was was kind of was characterized as as bullying, as um, he's blocking her. Uh, there was uh, Lopez said manhandling, manhandling is is a stretch. If, to, I think, a, a reasonable person looking at this video. Yeah, I mean, he's standing there, clearly blocking her from entering, but he's sort of standing to his own person, hands sort of clasped yeah. in front of him. Yeah, now, it, it, that's that's correct. But but it was enough for uh, Mitz and her fellow Black Caucus members to be offended by this and put out a statement over the weekend mm-hmm. saying that this should not have happened. And things have just unfolded from there because... I mean, the Black Caucus is a, is a large caucus and in the city council in the scheme of things. And um, and so, 
you know, you, you kind of look at that statement and, uh, from the weekend saying that they were offended by this and they want Ramirez Rosa to apologize and they're, they're calling for action from him uh, for to be account, held into account for his actions. And, yeah. and so there's, there's an element there that I, I don't want to take anything away from how uh, all the person Mitz felt about this yeah. because she has not spoken publicly. And, and so I'm awaiting that to see how she took this. Yeah. And, and the, the black caucus, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, it, it's calling it bullying and mm-hmm. um, referred to quote physical and verbal harassment. Now is the caucus referring to this specific incident or Alderman Ramirez Rosa's behavior overall? No, I think they're talking about this specific incident. That's how I read it. Uh, it, it this is the, the this is the level though that this incident has has created is is parsing words and looking. Are we looking at the right thing? Even this video, are we looking at the right incident? And it appears that we are. It appears that this is the main thing that we're talking about. But um, even then, because we haven't heard directly from Ramirez Rosa uh, outside of a statement that he released and and from Mitz herself, um, we are left to kind of piece things together. But it's it's taken on a life of its own, and um, it, it cost Ramirez Rosa some really plush leadership positions that that he's gotten himself in the city council. Do you think the the fact that there's video does that change anything? It, Maybe sure. knowing it, about it, it would it, it have changed how he responded as well as the mayor. It changes how I don't know if it changes how Ramirez Rosa or the mayor would have responded. Um, maybe if the video had been released sooner, things would have quieted down, quieted down a little bit over the weekend. But again, until we hear from Mitz herself, I, I don't know that it would have. And if she, this was enough for her to be offended and and get her uh, fellow mem- uh, caucus members behind her. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It's hard to say. But what it does show is that the uh, political opponents to the mayor, to Ramirez Rosa, who have characterized this one way, it, it shows, I think that their description of it, uh, it doesn't comprehend with what how the video portrays it. Ramirez Rosa is an ally of Mayor Johnson, which is why he became floor leader and zoning committee chair in the first place. Those two roles, they made him the most powerful alder on the council. So how does this impact the mayor? And, and what did Johnson have to say about this? Uh, well, Johnson... Um, did put out a statement yesterday saying that he agreed with Ramirez Rosa's decision to uh, step down from the two leadership positions that he has as chairman of the zoning committee and as the mayor's floor leader. Um, and and from there, it, 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 he's kind of the mayor's in his statements, kind of calling for a, a peace. Like this is tensions are high, things are getting kind of crazy right now. This is all pretty unusual. So let's just take a step back here and. Uh, commit ourselves to to just conducting ourselves in a in a in a more reasonable way. Um, that I, but there's a there is a political consequence here, right? Um, Ramirez Rosa is not a, a new member of the council. He's been there for a, a while now. Yeah. And uh, to, for a mayor to to have to um, go without a floor leader in this manner um, is, is is quite something. Now the floor leader, you know, it's not the most essential thing. Uh, but but to lose your zoning committee chair chair is is a big deal That's because a big there's one. there's a lot of power in that position. Um, there's a lot of responsibility there, and and I think that that we'll get into this more. I think, but this this what Ramirez Rosa had to say about his using his authority as committee chair um, is some is another element to this whole uh, saga right now. Yeah, that um, I, I think could be 
turn into a much bigger problem for the older person down the road. Does this put the mayor's plan to fund homeless services through the real estate transfer tax in, in peril? So I, I don't know if, if it changes a single vote. Ultimately, today, they're supposed to to vote on whether to, to put um, a, a, what's essentially a tax increase for certain p- properties on the ballot in March for primary voters to weigh in on. Bring Chicago home. It's, Bring Chicago it's home. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a pillar of what Mayor Johnson uh, campaigned on and that ultimately was successful on. And um, it's 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 a part of the the overall progressive policy push that the mayor and a lot of now with the progressive caucus at city council is fairly large, and so it's a it's a pillar of what they're trying to do, and it, it's it's the tensions around this, along with the migrant situation, have just culminated here into just these factions at, at city council that's leading to these tensions and leading to incidents like this. Yeah. So Ramirez Rosa apologized, resigned from those two key leadership positions. Um, but some of his colleagues have also filed complaints with the Board of Ethics and the Office of the Inspector General. And there may also be an attempt to censure the alderman. So uh, unpack all that. <laughs> unpack all of that for us, the, the, Tony. So this goes back to his role as zoning committee chair. Uh, th- th- basically, um, think of this. If, if, uh, if there's a house in, in your neighborhood uh, that the developer wants to turn into a three flat, into a, I don't know, something even bigger. Yeah. This is going to the zoning committee. There's a lot of questions about gentrification, um, about the developments all over the city, whether it's at downtown or in the neighborhoods that, that has to go, that, that could easily be filtered through the zoning committee. So there's just a ton of power um, inherent in this role. And so Ramirez, that's something that the mayor tends to put uh, an ally there. So uh, to see that your your committee chair go down uh, in this way is, is one thing. And another thing that... Is, uh, Ramirez Rosa is accused of here that leads to these complaints to the Board of Ethics, to the Inspector General. You have three older people now, not Mitts, three other ones, who are saying that Ramirez Rosa came up during this contentious hearing on Thursday and said, uh, basically saying, I-, I want you to leave so that they can't get this quorum to start the meeting. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you might have some problems with some vo- zoning issues in your ward. And all three uh, have said publicly now that they took that as some sort of threat to not be able to do what they want to do in their ward. Okay. This is um, a fundamental power that in Chicago, uh, whether you agree with it or not, that an alderman wields um, about what happens with development in their ward. And so for uh, three people to, to say that on the record publicly about their interactions with him, I, I think that, that these investigations, or at least the, these complaints that have been issued to investigatory bodies, could become a, a bigger problem for Ramirez Rosa down the way. As for censure, that's another thing that's come up. Um, it's unclear to me at this moment as we, as the city council is meeting and I think trying to talk off microphone as they, all the people are talking to themselves, do we have the votes to do this? Do we want to do this? It seems like that's still up in the air. I thought that there was, I thought it was telling that last night, pretty late, the Black Caucus put a new statement out saying, saying we're equally satisfied with Ramirez Rosas' um, remorse and his atonement and his decisions to resign, it read, read to me kind of like that they weren't really going a step further to censure. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like that there's still that's still at least um, a subject, at least in the back of some people's minds this morning over there and yeah. um, might still come up today. Well, this morning and, and particularly right now, the, the council is in a special session and they're, they're set again to discuss a non-binding referendum on Chicago's status as a sanctuary city. 
which is the very thing that caused this uh, altercation last week. Uh, I mean, so what about the call for a potential referendum on this topic is, is causing controversy? And I'm curious what you're expecting today. Well, uh, what's the causing the controversy is I think what you're seeing from these public hearings all through all throughout the city that have gotten really contentious from just from residents, right? Take the politics out of it, and and you have residents saying I don't want shelters in this in my area, or or people who say that they do, um, and and just how those public hearings have have gone, and that is then bubbling up to the people representing those neighborhoods uh, in Lane Bear at when there's fifty older people from all across the city mm-hmm. trying to talk to each other. Um, and so as far as what happens with that today, um, I, I, I don't know, uh, I guess is the short answer. This is all about referenda to appear on the March primary ballot just for Chicago residents. Um, and, and in this case, the, the, the sanctuary city question, um, it wouldn't even be binding. It's kind of like, what do you think? And (laughs) it's just a little poll and uh, does anything come of that? Not necessarily, but, um, this is uh, these referenda questions, for as non-binding as they are, have just laid bare the the emotions that you're seeing uh, all over the city about this issue, and um, and it's just something that in the past these referenda questions are almost they can almost look like a, a, a joke where it's they they don't they aren't necessarily taken seriously uh, by the people who who put them on the ballot. Sometimes they're asking about should we ban straws in the city of Chicago, and other times. You have a former governor of the state of Illinois trying to trying to get a citizen action to get a referendum question saying, should there be term limits on the mayor? Yeah. When the mayor in, in office at the time, Rahm Emanuel, didn't didn't want that question on the ballot and fought it. So there's just things like that, that um, all of this is about a referendum questions in the yeah. March primary, which is just something else. Well, also over the last year, the city's been struggling, we know, to accommodate the influx of migrants that have come to Chicago and, and uh, people are still arriving to this day. We've seen debates over funding and resources for new arrivals, and it's really shone a light on long existing racial and economic divides in Chicago. Did those tensions play into the interaction at all between Ramirez, Rosa, and Mitz? Oh, that I don't know. I, there, I, there, maybe there's something. Maybe there's a history there between Ramirez, Rosa, and, and Mitz that that I'm not privy to or that, that, that most of us aren't privy to. There could just be, there, there probably is some context there to that. Um, again, it's hard to say without hearing, I think, from Mitz herself. What I would say is just point back to how Ramirez Rosa right. characterized it. He said he's not, his, his acting was not becoming of a, of a leader. He was disrespectful is, is the word he used. He called it a mistake. Um, those are all Ramirez Rosa's own words in, and, in writing. In writing, and, and so far, some of his colleagues are calling for him to actually speak because he hasn't spoken publicly. So, I mean, he had how a do chance you, to yesterday. How do you, how do you expect he's going to handle himself in in the yeah. full council today? He had a chance to yesterday and chose not to take that. He 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 went out a door that is not typically used to avoid reporters, even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, in theory, he's supposed to address it today. Uh, that has not happened yet. Mitz as well, I believe, is, is supposed to address this today from the council floor. Um, stay tuned this afternoon. We'll be having those uh, speeches on, on our air later this afternoon if they, in fact, happen. Before I let you go, do we know who's going to replace him as floor leader? As floor, No, not on zoning committee or as floor leader. Um, it's not been announced yet. We'll have to stick, stick around. Stay tuned. That's, That's right. WBEZ Government and Politics Editor Tony Arnold. Thank you so much for breaking that down. All right. Thanks.
This episode of the podcast was produced by Landon Jones. It was edited by Dan Tucker and Ethan Schwab. Stay in the loop with everything happening in Chicago, from politics to arts and culture, by subscribing to our podcast. We publish episodes every morning and afternoon, Monday through Friday, and an episode on Saturdays, too. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll catch up again this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.